Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I want to take a minute to welcome you back to Side Peace Show for some fun, some entertainment, some sad stuff. Yes, it's the only place you need to go. I got the hottest guests you will ever see. And coming and watching P Show is the only place you need to be. You guys, I literally just made that up, if you couldn't tell, because it sounded like a four-year-old did it. <laughs> but I was just in like the rhyming mode. I-, I definitely missed my calling. I feel like I should have been a McRapper. McRapper McFeaster. I am so excited for this episode. I'm also excited that I made it through last week. You guys probably heard the worst of me that I've ever been. I apologize for anyone that was looking for a nice side piece, a nice getaway from the madness of their crazy world. And I am sitting here sad about my grandma who passed. But, you know, I'm trying to see the positive I'm also in denial, so, you know, play that denial card, baby, all day long. My mom was in Ohio and sent a box of her stuff, like all the stuff that I knew that she loved and wore. She packed it all up and sent a box of my of, of the queen's stuff here to me so I could have it. And, of course, what have I been doing naturally? It's been sitting in my garage for the last week. Because I don't have the balls or enough tequila to open it. But deny, deny, deny and work through it, baby, until you are ready. I'm so happy to be here, to be back, to be jamming with you, to be jamming with Side Piece. I mean, bravo. I'm so behind on shows. All I know is it has been madness. One second I'm seeing freaking... Is it Erica Girardi is throwing Garcelle's book in the trash can? That's not very nice. And then Mike from Shaz is allegedly like having some domestic abuse stuff. Allegedly, it wasn't even with his fiance, but maybe like someone he's having a threesome with. Like what is happening here? And as always, the madness that happens in Bravo always makes me and my insane life seem not as crazy, like a little more normal. And the last thing I would ever describe my life is normal. But all this crazy shit happening makes me feel a little more normal. And you guys, today, I'm so excited This chick, holy moly, I have been watching her for a very, very long time. I literally started watching her 
when she had her nickname Loch Nessa and she was like playing with her knives collection and like throwing off her big hoop earrings and attacking people. And now this woman is like, namaste, let's smoke another blunt, let's all be calm, let's all have peace and love. And by the way, I'm also a mom because I'm a badass. The transformation this woman has gone through from the get-go of the start of Shaw's until now is absolutely incredibly amazing. You know, I have a lot of guests on and it's like their story is kind of the same over the years, right? I mean, this guest today, as you know, it is Golnessa. It's Gigi, the one and only Gigi, has changed so much. Probably one of the most that has changed since the get-go of any show that I've started watching. I'm so lucky to have this badass hardworking mom. I know she's not single because she has her family helping. She has the love, the support, but like doing this on her own, no baby daddy, just rocking it, killing it, working her balls off. I love it. I respect it. Not only as a mom, as a business person and who she has become today. Like when this first show started, she's the one causing the fights. And now we watch her to mend all the relationships. And I eat it up. She is so fantastic. And I am so lucky to have her on side piece today. Yes, you guys, from Loch Nessa to Namaste, Let's all smoke a little bit and just chill the hell out. It is the one, the only from Shaws of Sunset, Gigi Golnessa. What's up? Oh my God. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you kidding me? Let me put this full screen so I can see better. There you go. Dude, I love the hair. Oh, what did I do? It's dark, 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 no? Oh, yeah. You know what? It was like, um, yes, I, I went from like a chocolatey color and then I had this like purple undertone chocolatey color. And then I decided I want to go a little bit more intense with the darkness. So, yeah. You like I it? Fucking love it. No. Thank you. Not that, hey, sorry. hey, Melissa, I just forgot to add. Golnessa's got something at noon, so we just kind of got to make sure yeah, we yeah, wrap yeah, this go. Yeah, yeah, by yeah, sort yeah, of eleven forty-five, eleven fifty. Okay, go ahead. Got it. Got it, dude. He's like the man. By the way, he denied me. That's what. If I sound like disgusting, like a dirty, like like nasty, gross, whatever, I'm like, I've, I have a four year old and a three year old, and they oh. got me sick, and I'm like, I don't care. There's nothing that's stopping me from doing this shit. So you're amazing. And, you don't but, even look sick. You don't look it. I don't know what your normal voice sounds like, but you sound great. Well, thank you. <laughs> By the way, you know who I just talked to yesterday? Your who? boy Adam. <gasps> you know Adam. I Adam was on like freak, I don't know, like six months ago. And we've just kept in touch ever since. And I isn't I, he the best? Isn't I he the best? 
I I love him. He is like if he could be like he could be like a, a category one substance drug. He's that addictive. Like I love him so much. By the way, I wrote you a poem. Oh, oh you did? I did. I wrote you a poem. Okay. okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. She came on feisty, fierce, and ready to slay. Little did she know, though, that some of the cast wanted to play. We didn't think anything could shock us more than her love for a big-ass knife. But nope, she did when she secretly became a wife. This sassy, sexy rock star knows how to throw it down and one of the greatest at smoking some pot. <laughs> but being the number one mom to Elijah, well, nothing in the world is more hot. Oh my God. I feel this chick and I were meant to be for so many ways, if nothing else. So I could smoke some of her weed and actually call my lunatic ass down every day. <laughs> From Loch Nessa, the way we have seen her evolve over the years is so awesome to see. Okay, enough of me running my mouth. Are you ready for the one, the only, Golnessa, Gigi? Woo! Oh my gosh! Step back, Edgar Allan Poe! <laughs> yeah! Oh my goodness! That was over. That was so cute. That was a little bit, like, nostalgic to, like hear my past and and just get you caught up in one little one poem that was crazy <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> take another puff probably to calm down <laughs> after me right how are you how most importantly the most important as a mom too how is your beautiful baby boy oh my goodness eli is doing so well he's at that age right now, which I know, you know, these, this age where it's just every day they wake up and they say something so random and you know, you don't even talk like that. And you know, the TV shows that he's watching, don't talk like that. <laughs> where the hell did you learn that? Right. You know, so it's just so awesome. Every day I'm learning so much again about life just watching him learn things for the first time. It's really awesome. So like I read, where did I read somewhere? You're like, you know, what did you say? It was really cool. It was like, you said in a post, you know, who is out there holding it down for their kid, working their balls off, you know, and by the way, dealing with everything in life that life throws at you. What is, I mean, you're a single mom, mm -hmm. you're in the public eye. Mm -hmm. you're on a, a crazy show what's the hardest <laughs> of all of it that you have to deal with like on the daily I love to correct people when they say I'm a single mom and not in a negative way I like to correct them and say I'm a single mom by choice right because for some reason in our society when you hear a woman say she's a single mom everyone kind of does like a oh yeah type of thing and I'm like uh I'm a single mom by choice and they just, you see them sit there and their wheels are turning and they're wondering what the fuck that really means. You know what I mean? Totally. So I'm definitely a single mom by choice. I have that personality, whether it was on my show, Shaws of Sunset, whether it's in real life, whether it's a seven week marriage that I did, you know what I mean? It's just, 
Um, it's who I am and I have this confidence within me and I have an understanding within me that I know that if I can battle this lifelong disease that I have, I have RA, autoimmune disease, I know I can have this for the rest of my life because I will have it for the rest of my life. I know that I was born, you know, legally deaf and that's going to be the rest of my life. So I've sort of come to terms in so many ways that certain things are what they are. Right. And from that, I began growing. So I knew when I got my shit together, I got my health together and all that single or not, it didn't matter. I was ready to give the love that I could to another human. And that's when I decided it's time to go shopping for a sperm donor. (laughs) And it's crazy. You know what, too? Another reason why I was like super pumped to talk with you, too, because like I'm married, I have two kids, but like they told me you'll never get you'll never, ever get pregnant naturally. So I went through for you eyes, IVF, the shots, like what you did, pregnant, not pregnant, you know, all this. We're like, this is too much. We went away, went to Hawaii, got shit faced every day. Yes. And I'm like, where's my period? And they're like, oh, you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Remember when you told me? I couldn't get pregnant naturally. So like, I appreciate that. Right. Is that what do you, cause you know, obviously you had to go through some hard shit before you, do you feel like that kind of got you ready though? Like mentally your body ready to then for real, be pregnant for real, have a baby. Um, nothing in life prepares you for the first time of for real having a full term pregnancy or for real having your first baby I think nothing has ever there's nothing that can prepare you it's just one of those things you have to experience for your first time to really learn it um but yeah I do think that this series of events unfortunate or not that I went through in my life prepared me for who I was the moment I realized I'm ready to have a child right um I chose to be an idiot for a large portion of my life, you know, very large portion of my life. And unfortunately that led to a lot of unplanned uh, and unwanted pregnancies. So going through that um, many situations and getting to the point where I said, I am now ready to do it. And having that 1% fluke happen to me that an IVF, transfer turned ectopic. I mean, the whole point of IVF is to bypass the fallopian tube. So that 1% happened to me and then it ruptured and I lost both my fallopian tubes. That to me, my past was leading me to that point. You know, and I prayed every day, every dandelion I would pick up, I call them blow flowers. Every dandelion I would pick up to blow on my, my dream and wish was while I was pregnant, I was like, I just want him to be healthy. Right. That's all I wanted. And then I lost it. And so to me, it was a lot of people might not like what I'm about to say, but in a, it was God sort of answering a prayer. Right. Someone answered a prayer and it was like, this is not for you right now. Right. So I oh. then three months later said, I have to do this. This is my journey. I knew what I was doing. I wasn't doing this to lose something and just sit back. That's not my personality. I'm going to go harder. I'm going to go stronger. The minute I was healed, I said, let's do the transfer right now. And that was it. That's Eli. (laughs) And boom. So then can you have, can you physically have another one? 
I can never get pregnant again naturally. I don't have fallopian tubes. I actually, here's the saddest thing for me that I realize now coming out of it, because I don't really think I mourned the process or went through the process. It was so go, 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 do what you have to do next, do what you have to do next. That now that I get to sit back and, and reflect, I'm just like, wow, I was... I walked into the ER. I mean, I had the pain. The pain was significant. I was in the middle of a scene. I mean, our cameras everywhere. And I'm just feeling this pain. I'm driving. It just got to the point I couldn't even move anymore. My fertility doctor's like, get to the fucking ER now. And I'm like, I'll be fine. Because I was a little hungry. I'm like, so I drive home instead. And I start making food. And my doctor's calling goes, are you there? Are you at the hospital now? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just fixing a plate to eat. You know, I just want to um, eat something. I'm so hungry. He goes, do you understand? You can't eat anything. You're about to go into surgery. You need to get to the hospital now. <laughs> so um, I went to the ER and I think 20 minutes after I checked in, I was being rolled into the operating room. And as I'm entering the operating room, this woman comes into my face. Now I've already had a little uh, drugs to, to relax and calm down. This woman comes up to me and mind you, there's like, I'm, they're wearing masks. It's pre COVID, right? But they're, it's a hospital. So Still, they're wearing surgical. Masks, yeah. About to go into surgery. And she's telling me that I have to sign a form by the state agreeing that I am sterilizing myself. Right. And in that moment, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm just signing it. Like, get this out of me, fix this, make me better. But then I realized, holy shit, I've completely sterilized myself. I can never naturally, you know, have a baby. There's a part of my womanhood that's no longer there. Right. And it's a huge feeling. And then you think, well, is this because of my karma from my past? Is this what I was supposed to you know, go through in order to understand what I did in the past. So it's you don't a think that, do you? Processing. You don't think that, that it's like shit from the past is catching up to me in certain ways like this. I don't know what it is. I don't know because that can so easily be the answer just as much as it was a, a answered prayer right. in disguise. So either if one is possible, so is the other right? And in logic speaking. So I don't know what it is. All I know is that this is my journey. This is my path, whether I made poor decisions or good decisions, whether I got this little bit of fame or whatever I've done is this is what I'm supposed to go through. And I've accepted that. And like you said, by the way, you're going through all this and cameras are in your face. Yeah. I mean, after this many years, I'll be honest with you. It's sort of hard to really um, mind the cameras. You know, I think my uh, first season, I remember, I'll, I'll never forget my first season. I was like a broken neck because you're not supposed to look into the camera <laughs> and you get so paranoid that you end up staring into the cameras, you know? So no, I think it's just to be, it's, it's like an extra hair on my arm and I'm really hairy because I'm Persian. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I feel like Adam said the same thing. At first he was like, I'm just going to go into the background and like, you know, yeah. and now he's like, yeah, it's just like a little mole. Like they're just yeah. there, they're around. And for Adam to say that, right. Yeah. I, you know what I love too? There's Adam and there's you. And it's just yeah. like, you guys are so different, but like so, you guys are so close. 
Yes. Rez's husband, Adam, is one of my best friends for sure. He's just the apple to my eye in so many ways. He's this has this purity. He has this sense of naiveness that's so beautiful because he he's just is leads with love. Right. And and it hurts me when I call it naiveness. It's because it hurts me that people take advantage and he doesn't see it sometimes. He's just comes from a place of heart. And but we we have a lot in common. We are both obsessed with bugs and animals and nature. I mean, we send each other a hundred things per day just on bugs and insects. And <laughs> we want to open like a whole farm where we rescue animals together. We just this is like it's our love language. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Is it crazy though? Like multiple things where you guys came from, right? Starting out and now look at your friendship and then look at like your, your partying, right? You and MJ are like partying back in the day and now like having kids basically the yeah. same age, like it's raising crazy. them together. Do you ever look back and be like, holy shit, this is where I, like my palm, like we're playing with knives. It's your palm. It's your problem. And you know what? Here's the cool thing. I got the last 11 years of my life on a TV show. So it's like I can reflect at any time I want. It's so much better than a handwritten diary. I, I can't explain how therapeutic this process is for me. Just learning, seeing myself like no therapy, it, you know, can can be afforded to amount to this. So it's cool and I see MJ and I was looking back because we just had our 10 year anniversary since the day we aired. And I was just going through our seasons and I was watching season two and three and she and I were like falling off of tables wasted or I'm, my face is buried between her huge boobs and I'm motorboating her, you know, and then the next thing I'm pulling out a knife and threatening to just stab everybody, you know, and then flash forward to the last season where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm a little Buddha, Kumbaya, everybody smoke a little weed and relax. Life is good. <laughs> I love it because I see MJ and I see her son Shams and I see Eli and I take a step back and I try to see it like from the outside in and I'm like, holy shit, our kids are now playing together. You know, this is, it's so much larger than just a TV show, Shaza Sunset, and a couple episodes. And it's just, we came together and created so much. Totally. And to see that, it's just fucking cool. <laughs> so you guys are good. Like you guys are in a good spot, hanging out with the kids. Yeah. We try, try, you know, it's been, it's been a process. It's been a process for us. There was a lot of hurt in our past. And I think that once we had kids and I started um, hosting mommy and me classes at my house because of COVID, I was super paranoid. I have an autoimmune disease, so I'm super, super paranoid. So I started hosting mommy and me classes in my backyard. And of course, you know, MJ was a part of that. And so that allowed us to just welcome each other as something different than Gigi and MJ. It's now, you know, it's Shams's mom and yeah. Eli's mom. You know, we're kind of connecting on that level and it seems to be that level works for us. Totally. It totally works for us. If we're going back to the other days, I want to kick the bitch's ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys have been a lot, but I love like this last, I know we're not supposed to talk about a lot, but like the last season where you're like, 
everybody let's all like just get along and like just smoke some weed <laughs> chill out like let's all get along but then you know you, you okay so we have you, you you have a baby other than obviously your mom who basically what moved in with you essentially well my dad actually kind of did your dad did yeah and it's it's um i'll be quite honest with you it's it's i couldn't have I couldn't have painted a better picture for myself because obviously I chose a sperm donor to contribute in having a child. So he doesn't have that father, so to speak. So my father is, you know, his grandfather is playing that role for him and teaching him the stuff about, you know, being a man and gentleman. And I, I see their little talks. They have little talks with each other. Like they're whispering in each other's ears. My dad shows him stuff. And I just, it makes me so excited and happy because I didn't have so much of that with my dad. Cause my dad was so busy working yeah. when I was young, he was so busy. So when I get to see him just sit there and do that with my son and knowing that my son is going to have some years with an amazing male figure raising him, I need to buy my dad a castle inside my house. So yeah, my dad is pretty much with me almost all the time. He helps me. I have, you know, condition. I still have to do monthly IV infusions. I still have to inject myself every week with chemotherapy. So my sleep is not always that great. I have to wake up 4am sometimes throwing up. Um, it's hard. It's, you know, and, and everyone knows with a child nights to mornings are always difficult in this age. So I know he needs his rest and then I need my rest also for my health. Of course. So my dad usually comes after the nanny leaves and he's just here if I need anything. That's insane. By the way, let me tell you, can I tell you one thing? Cause I know like you obviously are seeing it. My husband, he never had a dad. Uh, his grandpa. Me? was like his dad taught him everything like baseball games how to throw like all those things so like that is that's all he needs it's subjective it's so subjective totally like he always says like my grandpa was my dad yeah my dad loves it my dad's obsessed especially because my dad had no boys and um his brothers had no boys so the last name ended and then I gave my son, obviously, my last name. So my dad, it's a little, you know, special, special for my dad to have a boy with his last name. So, Oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> so then who other than your dad, obviously, and like Adam Reza, who's like, if you're like, I need to call somebody, I need somebody there for me right now. Who's like your other like writer guy? My son, I don't allow people around my son very much. Yeah. Um, we are still going through a pandemic. I don't know what's real about it, what's fake about it. I'm just going to be as cautious as I can be about it, you know? Um, So I'm very, very picky about who comes near him. He has his nanny. I have my sister. My sister delivered my child. She pulled him out of my vagina. You know what I mean? So I have some close village people that I would sort of go to. But as far as personal stuff, I have my girlfriends, you know, it depends what the gossip is. So I know which girl will actually have my back when I tell them. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's the key. By the way, that's another thing that is crazy. Look at what, when you're talking about looking back, look at <sighs> what you and your sister. Girl, that's going to make me light this joint right now. Oh my God. I mean, 
she is pulling your child out of your vagina and look what you guys were going through eight years ago, five years ago. What do you think was like, okay, now we're good. Like, what do you think was the, the thing that got you guys fine? Because you guys went up and down. We're good. We're not yeah. good. We're good. We're not good. Right. What was right. the one thing that was like, I'm going to let you pull my kid out of my vagina. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh my God. I hate to blame it on Corona, but it's all on Corona. That's literally what happened. I had my baby shower and the next week, um, the pandemic hit two weeks before. And I had to, I had to, um, induce early because of my medical condition. They needed to get me back on chemo ASAP. So I had to induce early. So two weeks after my baby shower, literally the quarantine hits. This is the first time, you know, we're hearing Corona and guess what? That's when it was, they were saying it's only killing older people. Remember? Oh, right, of course. Old, right. So now the hospitals are saying no one can bring anyone in with them. You can't, unless you're dying or something they were saying. And then uh, the governor changed it to dying and delivering. You could bring one person, but no in and out. Once you're in, that's it. If you leave, you'll never be able to write. So now I'm like, it's an old person's disease. I can't, you know, my parents are in their seventies now. They can't just come right. sit. What if God forbid something medically goes wrong with me while I'm giving birth, they're going to have to camp out there. Right. So, you know, my sister was obviously the best choice and she, she had been definitely, you know, stepped up quite a bit because it was towards the end. And I, you know, I didn't, now I couldn't hire people to come into my house to put the cribs together and everything. We had to do that. So my sister came in, she put the whole nursery together by hand, hammer, nail drill, you know, she did it all by herself. And our guide, my, my doctor, which is my gynecologist, she's been my sister and I's doctor for, I don't know, over 20 years. She's delivered both my sister's kids. So my sister's like, can I pull the baby out? And she's like, yeah, come over here. So sure enough, my sister sits there and the last push, my sister pulls out Eli. And that was that. (laughs) Were you just like, and I mean, of course, then there's no, I mean, now you guys are, you guys can never go back to not being good after something like that. No, yeah, no, no, no. My son is, is too obsessed with her. She's obsessed with my son. I don't think that regardless of what we go through, she and I, now it's a little different. It feels because we still bicker. We're very different people. We're polar opposites. Right. And our opposites don't attract, right? Because sometimes opposites attract like Adam and I, our opposites don't attract, but we're family, we're sisters. And when I see how she is with my son and she knows how I am with her kids, you sort of just take an extra deep breath. You're like, I'm going to shut the fuck up now. Right. For the kids, this is for the kids. <laughs> it's different. So, yeah, it's it's, it's game changer when, with the kids, right? When you're like a mom. I mean, I just, you know, I give it so much. Like I, I was just saying, I'm not feeling well. I have two kids. My grandma's about to pass away. And I literally was just like, it doesn't matter. You got to do your shit. Like I'm okay. going to go talk to you because I'm excited. And like, this is what you do. Like, what do you, like, what is the biggest challenge? Do you think it's like your physical health, like your health? What's the hardest thing? Because again, I know you're not a single mom, but like, what is the hardest thing of all of this? Do you think with a baby now? Well, first of all, I'm sorry about your grandmother. 
Oh, thank you. Listen, but you, you have to work. You just like you just have to. Yeah, you do, but that doesn't mean you don't get sad. You still get sad, even though yeah. you work. You still get sad. So I'm sorry for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But like, but this is well, but this is the stuff that gets you excited. That's what it is. It's all hard every day. There's a new challenge, and I can't set myself apart because I'm legally deaf and I have an autoimmune disease. Everybody has something, right? Right. Everybody, you're going through something right now, and yet you pull through and do what you have to do, just the same way I do. It's right. just the the clock ticks the same way, right? It's just going to keep ticking, right? Now, how we ride that, you know, hand of the clock, it's just up to us. We can sleep on the clock, or we can ride it all the way. Make sure that that hour, that minute, that that moment was amazing, right? And that's all I'm doing because I don't have a choice. I can't reverse being deaf. I can't reverse my autoimmune disease. Right. I can't. Re- so what the fuck am I going to do? Sit around and dwell? Totally. No, I'm going to push through. I'm going to find ways to utilize this. Speak to people who have these conditions. Be a voice, an advocate. You know what I mean? I just think it's, I hate to say this because, you know, people are going to say, oh, Kim Kardashian. But I really have a lot of respect for Kim Kardashian and in her recent interview when she said, I think people are just getting lazy, like just get the fuck up and work, get up and work. And that doesn't mean a nine to five. It just means live your life, be useful with life, give something to this earth, give something to the world, you know, just do something because sitting around dwelling, you know, saying, oh, I wish I were rich or I wish I was healthy or it's just you're just laying around wishing you're not getting anywhere. So that's sort of how I would answer that. It, you know, it's it all hard. To, because hard. Like, I feel like you guys in Bravo are like this, even if like so many people, I was telling somebody, I'm like, if I interview people that like didn't have someone had a beef with somebody, I would be interviewing nobody because everybody <laughs> on Bravo freaking like hates each other is it tough for you like the whole you know your friends with randall all the stuff with lala happens or what is it tough when you see friends from your bravo universe fighting and then like i'll be honest with you my situation with um randall nala at this point i'm just gonna sort of um, not say much. I, you know, my podcast interview just came out yesterday about it. So, so for now, that is all that there is. I do, I am coming, people are coming at me left and right right now because I did that. And I need to sort of give myself a minute, come together with my thoughts. And I do want to address it correctly without insulting right. anyone on how I feel totally. because I was friends with Randall before I was friends with Lala. So that's a dynamic and I get it. We're on Bravo together and I really did like her. I do. I still like her. You right. know, so this is, these are, I'm just going to give that a minute. Other than that, I love chiming in. I'm, I, I was a Bravo obsessed fan before I was ever on Bravo. There was probably like two shows before I was on Bravo, but I was a fan. So, totally. Oh, for sure. Like when Heather Dubrow and Kelly Dodd got into it, the whole world knows I chimed in hard. On that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I love it. It's just, I'm a fan as well as I'm, you know, on the channel. I'm also a fan. So I get into it. <laughs> you know, what's funny too, by the way, Way. So I'm like, listen, I'm not, I, I don't have millions of followers, right? I, I, I'm not, I'm still like a little nut, you know, try, like, you, you know. Are, don't worry. But so I'm like, yo, Kelly, your BFF. I was like, 
yo, do you want to come on? And she responds and she's like, well, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I have to really be like picky and choosy about who I come on. And you're just like a little too small for me. She did not use those words. I verbatim. It was literally like, you're, you know, and I'm like, dude, I am. I'm just like a little girl trying to get enough. But like, you're going to say, how about you just say, no, I'm good. What a bitch. She was like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I, I. I, I think I expressed enough about my feelings <laughs> on women. So, yeah, I it's fun. Listen, we're all fans. If you're a fan of TV, you're a fan of Bravo. So, yes, yes, I get into it. I have a lot of stuff going on right now. I feel like once I, you know, pop that little thing out of my badge, the whole world's perspective just just shifted for me. I was like, I just threw money away. I just, I didn't care. It was just not a big deal. And then it's like, oh my God, I don't have savings. What do I do? What am I going to, oh my God. Um, so right now I'm super busy. I finally got licensed in the state of California for my THC line of Wusa. So Wusa will be in a lot of dispensaries very soon, amazing. which is amazing. Uh, I'm really amazing. happy about that. It's, it's, I mean, obviously, we changed my life in so many ways, health-wise, mental-wise, you know, and it's just such a significant part of my life. So I'm really excited to have Busa on the shelves. Genuinely changing the podcast, that has been a, a, like a shapeshifter in my outlook on life because I'm learning so much with my guests. I'm learning because I have to research so much to be able to continue and carry on these conversations about different topics, because I want to talk about controversial things. I want to educate people on these conversations that other people are scared to have. Totally. Totally. So these guests of mine and these topics are just changing so much of me and how I see things and learn things. Genuinely, Gigi's been awesome. And we're going live again. I did the improv and now I'm going to be doing the improv again out in San Jose so it's just amazing. I'm so excited with that. It's by so, the way, it's freaking hard. I feel like people like don't get it. I mean, they're like, oh, you you know, you're doing a podcast. I'm like, dude, it takes a lot of time. It's a lot of time because it's not one of those celebrity, you know, things that all the news lands on your lap and you just comment your opinion on what you're reading right this is research you put thoughts together you put your formats together how you're going to ask a question open it close it it's a lot I, I i'm so i give so much credit now to podcasters like i like it's, it's hard work it's hard it's work insane. i mean that's why like when i find like a steve it's just me doing this right yeah. like i have two kids under four i have my nutrition business yeah, I have my podcast. It's just me being a, a stalker, basically on DMs. <laughs> like, yo, will you come on? So I, you know, but then I talked to Adam, and he yeah. was telling me. I mean, I've always been a fan, and then you became the mom, like the whole mom thing, and that's when I was like, okay, now it's full court press. Now, it's- and actually, I think I think I'm not going to mention any names. But I think actually they were like, um, she's good for now. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not taking that as an answer. So I like checked back in like a couple months. <laughs> good job. Good job. High five. <laughs> I was like, we're making this shit happen. Like I just, I, I just, 
you know, again, a, a fan of the show, right? Also as a mom and just the way you're doing your business, the way you're being a mom, like you just, you, you're saying your stuff. Like you're when Kelly Dodd is an idiot, you're still doing that stuff. Like you're an idiot. I my mom forced me into smoking weed again. So I went to rehab my first time in 2005 and my major drugs were Coke and weed because obviously weed at that time was fully illegal. Like you would go to the same dealer to get your weed that you would your Coke. Right? Totally. So, um, I got clean and then, um, I think it was five, six, six years now. Um, my mom, because of my autoimmune disease, my mom is a holistic freak right nay like all natural everything and she was just reading how significant um the positive affects of anti-inflammatory cannabis is um so she took me to a special doctor and these are not the doctors that were handing out random cards to someone if they had a headache this was like a legit legit md he's very famous he just passed away unfortunately dr alan frankel they took his license away from him because he was suggesting, you know, to his cancer and whatever patients he was saying, you need to get on this cannabis uh, treatment. Anyways, he created a whole facility off of cannabis and led this. And I sat with him for hours and he taught me what cannabis in the form of treatment was. I was super scared because I was like, but if I start doing this, does it mean I'm going to start doing other drugs? But like, right. I hate drugs, so I don't want to do that ever again. And then I realized, you know what? I have too much control over my mind power to ever want to do drugs again. So I gave it a try. And that was it. So my parents are the ones that forced me into They're into it. Weed. <laughs> so they're, they're like, even your dad, like, whatever. Go. Oh, it's not a issue because my parents were logical people, were factual people. When the facts add up, that's all that needs to matter. It's no longer about personal feelings. It's about the facts. Totally. No, I just didn't know because like, you know, again, dad being dad. Oh, Melissa, you want me to give you a, a, a first time ever something just to get, tell you how funny my dad is? I've oh, never yeah. told you in this, but like in like about one month to about two months max, I am launching my sex toy line called Intimately Gigi. And hold on, let me tell you this. My I'm like talking about it and I just got my, my puppy just took a little nibble out of my finger and it was bleeding and I was at the vet and they obviously don't know how to wrap it. Right. So they put this sausage of a thing. Right. And I'm, I'm called my dad. I'm like, dad, look what happened. Right. And my dad's looking at it. And I said, what is it? He goes, boy, oh, I thought it's the sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, my parents are very, um, open down you know I'm like dad I have to go to the lingerie photo shoot for the sex toys you know you know I'm thinking to post like this like this dad he goes okay okay <laughs> you know what it's so insane that you said this because I was trying to was writing my poem and I'm trying to think of things I don't know if it was writing rhyming with boy or something a sex toy <laughs> your boy having your boy I was like oh. literally one of my lines is going to be like man I really hope she comes out with some sex toys yeah absolutely I mean I'm I'm into polyamory now I'm talking about it very freely I think that sexuality is very empowering for women that we need to really be very straightforward with what we like and what we expect and desire I mean 
at the end of the day, we are the ones who really make the good stuff happen. Totally. So, sex toys are the greatest. I mean, I don't really need anyone else to have a baby or have an orgasm. Um, that <laughs> is, I cannot wait. By the way, if you need testers, hi. Okay. <laughs> like, I will test out your product. Like. I cannot wait. We will send you the Gigi spot for sure. I mean, that would be, so where are you? Are you with like dating? How do you find anybody? Are you just like, I'm closed off because still the pandemic? Um, It's been, it's been really difficult. The dating situation um, because of the pandemic and because of my increased amount of work and really trying to provide something that I can leave behind. I, as much as I love this TV world, it's amazing and it's awesome. But one day this is not going to exist anymore. And I just need to know that I'm creating a really good foundation for Eli. Um, I know that's probably laughable because I'm saying sex toys in the same sentence, but um, you know, that is it is what thing. it's a business. It's a business. Um, I know who I am. My parents know who I am um, and my son will know who I am. So right. we'll, he'll understand this is a business and it is what it is. I mean, I also launched a food truck, which will be out on the streets in like a month as well. So it's, it's called bottom of the pant girl. I've been busy. I have been sleepless and busy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm By not way, kidding. <laughs> two things to that. I'm sure when you were starting the whole, like your whole business with like the pot and all that stuff, I'm sure you were probably saying, Oh my God, people are going to say, or what's my son going to say. And now right. look, so you don't need to say the same thing about a sex toy. It's just another business, right? It's just another business. It's, it's the same as selling socks. It's what's just a useful. It's, it's, it's utilized what the opportunities are out there. And until the end of time, we are going to enjoy pleasure sexually. We're going to have to continue to have sex to procreate. I mean, I hate to say it, you know what I mean? And, and, and we can have orgasms without needing to procreate. We just need a toy. So do you think you'd have another kid like adopt or anything? Would I have another kid? Yeah. Like adopt or anything? I don't think so. I think that I have created a quite difficult situation for my son as it is by him being a, a child from a donor. Um, he's going to have to probably go through phases of trying to understand what that means, understanding why Father's Day comes around every year and the kids in his class are making Father's Day cards. You know what I mean? Um, these are missions that I have set in my head that I'm educating myself on. So the idea of having another child and God forbid the thought of my son saying, well, why would you give them, you know, a father and not me? Yeah. So, and I think my house is full right now. I just got a puppy, another Rottweiler. I have two Rottweilers. I have two cats. I have a dad who's here all the time. You know, I have a baby. I just, I'm good. I have like a hundred businesses right now. I just need to focus on having fun with men. You know, I have a couple of guys that I'm seeing and I'm just keep it. it, And and, and this is part of the poly life. One is from my past. One is my ex. Um, Wait, which ex? You'll never know, girl. Oh, <laughs> Maybe a different podcast, Melissa. <laughs> Maybe another episode we can do it. Oh, you're just too small for me, Melissa. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, just like a little no, it's one of my exes. 
I mean, mean, if people are paying attention to my Instagram, they can probably figure it out. I never had this ex on the show. So that's probably why it's easier to get away with it. Got it. Um, wait a minute. So let me back up though. Cause I really want you, I know that you hear this all the time, but like, I just want you to know again, like I told you, my husband never had a dad. Mm. It, like I said, it was always his grandpa. So like, you're doing that for him. So like, yeah. that, you know, I know you're always going to think about it or have guilt or, stress, but like, that's his, you know, that's Father's Day for him is his grandpa, yeah. right? I mean, that's like, that was his dad. And now, right. like my dad and stepdad can step in for that. So if you meet somebody and like they have whatever, like, you yeah. never know. Like he has more love than he's ever going to like. Absolutely. That's all he needs is going to be this love and nurturing and understanding. I'm going to be as understanding to him as I can ever be, because I think that's all children need is just for us to be understanding and not shape and shift them based on our past experiences. You know, they need to experience life. They have to learn. So I'm just going to be as understanding to him as possible. I'm just, of course, it's on my mind. What's going to happen. I'm just preparing myself for either outcome, you know? Well, let me, let me tell you my dude, he turned out, I mean, He's a good dude. So, like, I mean, he got this. So, look what he got. (laughs) You are like a full snack, sister. By the way, and he only, and he always has Uncle Adam and Uncle Reza. Absolutely. He has his uncles all around. They're obsessed with him. He's, he's got, he's got a village, a strong one. If you ever need help with an A, food, I used to have my own healthy food business. I sold to freaking Delta Airlines and Whole Foods. I know food and all this stuff. So your food line, sex, I love sex. Anything with sex, I'm into anything. You need help with the pot, whatever you need, like mom to mom, like cool ass chick to, you know, I I would help and be there in in any way. I'm in LA. So I think, thank you. That's really kind of you to say, thank you. And I, I honestly wish you well in, in recovering from your little cold and also, you know, getting through what your grandma is going through right now and all that. You. So I really I wish you a lot of healing. Listen, have fun with Adam tomorrow. I will. He I will. You guys are doing the, the, the cook it, the pie. Finally. Yeah. He has the best farming with our hands. It's just such a great creative show he's put together. I mean, he's an editor. He might as well be, you know, creating something for himself and his funny, silly husband. It's I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I can't wait to be a part of this stuff. Well, all of us, I keep talking about Adam, but it's been like, you know, sh- lockdown and COVID and all this stuff. But like at some point we all should get together and totally have a drink. Let's do that. I'm down. On Sounds me. good. This was awesome. Thank you. I'm so pumped. This made my, this app, you have no idea how much I needed this, especially today. (laughs) That means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.